0: What is going on, you big belly bunnies? That's right, we're doing more Year of the Rabbit shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> still not giving up on Year of the Rabbit. It's still not Year of the Rabbit as well. Not it, quite. Nothing has changed. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Still not quite. <laughs> it's next week. It's next week,
0: okay. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday the 22nd, so I can get one more in <laughs> next week. <laughs> right,
1: okay, one more episode. <laughs> Squeeze it in.
0: Anyway, before we get too far down the rabbit hole... Oh, very nice. Oh, man. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> <sighs> F me. You're coming in hot. Like <laughs> uh, nope, I've got no more rabbit puns. Not today. Well, okay. Uh, we ran dry quick. Hey, I only had one prepared and you got two. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me. So, yes, welcome to the show, episode 22, second of 2023. Lots of twos. That's what we like to see. Oh, that rhymed. Poet and I don't know. It. Lyrical miracle. Blah. My name is James, also known as Mr. Bames, and I'm, as always, joined by the wondrous Will, also known as WhoDaFunk.
1: What's up, podcast party people? Back again.
0: Ooh, another, another week, iteration. another
1: pod. Yeah, we're hitting everything off, all this. Week. All yeah. guns loaded, baby. What? All guns loaded? All barrels loaded. What?
0: All guns blazing?
1: All guns blazing, barrels loaded. All
0: barrels loaded. Cocked.
1: Locked, cocked, and ready to... Pop. rock. <laughs> rock. We'll take it. We, yeah, God, we, we really did run out of steam quickly.
0: <laughs> Nothing like a chaotic introduction, though, just to get the old juices going, right?
1: Have you been this week, man? You all good? Uh, sore. Sore this week. Yeah. Has it been a heavy gym
0: week? It just, yeah, basically. And
1: just life. Has life got you sore, No, do you
0: know, life's actually all right. I can't complain <laughs> too much. You know, it's New Year. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, new Year. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the number at the end of the year's changed. That's about all I got really. No, yeah, just Jim Saw man, just uh, you know, getting back into it, coming off an injury as well, so just working that through. But we don't we don't want to bore the listeners with that. <laughs> how, how about you, man? Has everything good?
1: Yeah, all good. Uh, I've got back from a sightseeing tour in Oxford today, uh taking some extended family out showing them the sights
0: nice man and uh, how would you get on you had a nice day for it today
1: yeah it was good it was kind of like a rare occasion where we actually get some good weather in england so you gotta take that to the fullest opportunity
0: yeah especially it's fucking off tomorrow apparently
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah today was definitely the day to do it before uh we kind of get back to our regular dreary rainy weather
0: yeah sounds about right shout out to the extended family
1: yeah 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 i will not not name them we haven't got any uh podcast permissions prior to the episodes, so uh, oh god all over alliter- the just, today uh, ah, it's just you're all oozing, over your peas oozing dripping i'm dripping with alliteration so
0: maybe i should give up the gimmick
1: but no it was yeah it, it was all good we uh we shopped around a little bit stopped for free cocktails here and there so all good all good cheeky cheeky primed for the podcast i'm just slipping just more just more peas that's what i got and and as long as as one of the peas is is podcast (laughs) then i am dripping with peas alliterations
0: yeah powerfully poetic some might say
1: yeah there you go you've got more than i do
0: (laughs) oh dear but before we get uh, too into our alliterations i couldn't think of anything funny involving peas there quick enough uh let's uh, let's hit up those socials you can, as always, find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you get podcasts from by searching for Total Pod Mode. We also post regular video content of our playthroughs, stream highlights, as well as the podcast on our YouTube channel, Total Pod Mode.
1: You can also find us on Twitter by searching
0: for at Total Pod Mode, all one word. And whilst you're there, you can find me at MrBames, and I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash MrBames underscore TPM.
1: And you can find me at Hoodafunk on Twitter, and I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash Hoodafunk.
0: And with that, said and done let's talk about some f***ing games so man hit me up what, what have you been playing this week
1: well man uh getting a little bit ahead of myself but i've actually managed to get some hours in this week's streaming mass effect which obviously Ooh. uh we don't want to don't want to speak too much about that we've got the completionist corner down the road down the podcast uh the, we'll get into that into a bit more detail, but uh yeah no, I was very pleased to be able to actually uh get my shit together and actually put on a stream or two for the old podcast.
0: I feel like that's a direct dig. <laughs> Maybe. Actually, I actually managed to get my shit together and actually get I on the actually fucking, yeah, pulled my fucking finger out. <laughs> hey. Hey. Listen. There's loads of great content on the on the Mr. Bames underscore TPM Twitch channel. <laughs> There's an excellent profile picture.
1: There's a bio. It, it says, please insert description of bio here.
0: <laughs> it, it, it I think if there is a bio, it probably just says podcast host on Total pop mode. I think that's probably all it says. <laughs> do it. But no, man, nice. Good streamage. Yeah, They're no, uh, the streams
1: were, they were really enjoyable. Uh, racked up a, a couple followers each stream, which I was really pleased about. We're getting too ahead of ourselves. We need to step away <laughs> from that. Let's get into uh, some of the other games I'm playing this week. Uh, Stardew Valley. Uh, I've uh, once again been sort of working my way in there. We're still in the midst of winter, so I'm unable to grow any crops. My farm is still entirely barren and uh, still strongly resembles uh, sort of like a, a desolate, empty concentration camp. So, yeah. uh, still needs a
0: woman's touch. E- it? e-
1: yeah, it's it's messy out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh so working my way there I I did actually one night uh, I woke up and the uh the screen that it typically gives you is you sort of it's black and then you wake up in your house but this time I was met with a message that said an explosion happened during the night or something like that like a loud boom happened during the night I step out my front door Go to check on my crops, make sure everything's all in order and uh look over and see that like a giant kind of meteorite with purple crystals uh, has like crashed into my backyard. So nice. I'm unable to mine it currently with the pickaxe that I'm currently using. So I need to go ahead and upgrade that. That's kind of been my main mission. I've actually managed to since the meteor has landed, I've managed to upgrade it once. Was hoping that would be enough, but it's not other than that i've been kind of trying to get to level 100 in the mines uh, i'm still hanging around just before 90 i think 88 89 the monsters get hard down there man i'm actually like uh actually having a challenge keeping up with fighting the monsters now i'm not really sure whether i need to get clothes that have better defense or whether i need to start like eating stuff that gives you defense <laughs> or more attack but yeah i need to spend a little bit more time figuring out that last bit because apparently once you get to level 100 you uh unlock a new area in the game use right whatever that is i don't really know but trying to figure this out on my own sort of thing and stay in the dark as much as possible i don't want to like check out a wiki and uh figure that out too early on i think part of the enjoyment is just figuring the game out as you play it
0: then i shan't ask any follow-up questions lest i give something away
1: well if you're referring to the fact that the asteroid that's fallen out of the sky may well be an iridium asteroid
0: no borderlands cross over here mate
1: is it iridium i think it is iridium there is iridium in uh in stardew valley i think it's called that uh, you're talking um, about
0: things i don't know about them i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna just say i think i might know what the area you unlock is but i don't want to say it in case it's a big old surprise
1: okay okay yeah well i'll you know i'll have to see when i actually get there hopefully that might be uh next week but um, i'm struggling as i say at the moment to actually beat the enemies down there they just take yeah. so many hits and they uh, do a lot of damage to your health uh, other than that, we went through the ice festival and I won the ice fishing competition
0: there. Congratulations. Willie
1: f***ing sucks. That fisherman Willie, uh, he's no good. It's all about who to funk, man. It's all about the Duke playing through on that playthrough.
0: <laughs> Love how you've called yourself the Duke on that and it's like, I live in a fucking shack.
1: Yeah, yes, I still <laughs> do live in the shack. <laughs> it's not very dukely quarters, I will no. say since i admitted that on the podcast it has been higher up on my to-do list but it hasn't quite pipped it yet so i'm still waiting for uh for that to come around
0: hey samarathon not a sprint man samarathon not a sprint <laughs> there's
1: a there's a there's a carpenter somewhere around that will uh, i think her name's robin and she will uh, she'll upgrade your pad if you give her a load of wood and money i guess so well,
0: i didn't think it was that sort of game <laughs> that's nasty
1: but other than that, I mean, it's pretty sort of business as usual, man. Uh, you know, Pierre gets his pond algae. Uh, I go fishing and uh, look for ways to treat Linus, and uh, you know, make sure he's uh, well fed on his berries.
0: Yeah, and seduce Pierre's daughter.
1: Yeah, that's that again. That's we're really not making any headway there. I'm, I'm, I've discovered that I'm not very good at socializing in this game. I don't know whether that extends to real life as well, but.
0: Uh... Well, I mean, I don't appreciate the algae you keep giving me, but. <laughs> but other than that socially you're fine I think
1: yeah I mean yeah it's it's not as malicious when I give it to you as it is with, no no yeah, it's very loving yeah I mean occasionally when you fast.
0: throw a turnip at me it's a bit harsh but <laughs> I, know, I know that it comes from a sweet place <laughs> I guess
1: it kind of says something about my character that uh, my only friend is a guy that chooses to ostracise himself from the rest of the town and live on the outskirts in a tent. Yeah,
0: complete outcast. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We're kindred souls in that sense. I just choose to surround myself in a shack at the very least. If I can get to the mines level 100, and I can finally mine that asteroid that is uh, I think it's like an Iridium asteroid, which is... Uh, uh, its I, I think it's like one of the higher levels of quality. It's like your typical... You go from copper to steel to... I don't know. Silver, point, gold, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess,
0: yeah. Which always confused me because gold would be a shit sword material. It's too malleable.
1: Exactly. And, and I think that they kind of, in some games, they incorporate that into it. In some games, they yeah. don't. I think Minecraft, like a gold sword, is actually quite rubbish. And then other games completely ignore that and they make a gold sword better than a steel sword.
0: What's up, Risen One? <laughs>
1: But that's about me for the week, man. Uh, you know, it's it's been a it's been a week. As I say, I've been uh, entertaining family, and uh, yeah, haven't uh, squeezed in much gaming time at all.
0: Uh, I think uh, over to you. Well, this will be nice and easy because I have basically just played Mass Effect this week. So, <laughs> right, okay, I'll give a slight shout out to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I spoke about it a little bit last week. I've carried that on a bit. Um, I really mean a bit. I've done like maybe five or six side quests, so maybe an hour hour. What and a half are the side here.
1: quests like in this game? What are they are there is it your classic like tail this guy for five minutes and then steal something from him or? Are they a bit more I imagine they must have moved on since that
0: I wouldn't say they've moved on but it's, uh, <laughs> but it's oh more things like you know no no I, I I like all this stuff when it's surrounded in a good story I can deal with it right okay. but you know like go find herbs to give to the herbalist to make medicine. You then have to give the medicine to people. You come back and it turns out he wants to kill his grandma. So then you go off to a mission to find his grandma. She's been stolen by bandits. So you have to go rescue them. And then you decide whether to kill her, show mercy or whatever. And then you bang the herbalist. So that was one side quest I did and and my 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 guy is he just he bangs everything so male female doesn't matter what you are if there's an option to bang he's going to bang
1: i think that is uh, that is a good way to play video games that's uh, that is the correct way to play video games
0: particularly when it's based in ancient greece cuz that's what they did they just fucked everyone you, you, just you, you bangs brother,
1: it's yeah. just uh, just like a, a town wide orgy
0: basically yeah
1: country wide country wide a nationwide orgy
0: And, you know, I'm just doing my part for historical accuracy, (laughs) really. But no, so not really a lot more to say on that. Uh, That's going to be a game I just dip into every so often because I don't, as I said last week, I don't want to lose traction with it. I want to finish it, so... Uh, Well,
1: I just wanted to get a little bit into... uh, Do you have any sort of, like, Assassin's gadgets in this one? Do you get a retractable blade? Is there anything?
0: You get the Spear of Leonidas, which is like a snapped spear that you use to do your stabby things.
1: Ah, the Spear of Leonidas is, like... The equivalent of the wrist thing, except it's not at all the wrist thing. It's, it's on your back. <laughs> it's a bit more primitive. It's like it's not like a spring-loaded wrist blade. It's just a no, thing no, no, you no. just like. It's just it's just a fucking pointy thing that you keep on your
0: back. But no, so no, none of that. But I quite like that. To me, it's more just like an ancient Greek Greece RPG, with occasionally you come out of the um, what the machines called
1: animus. Th- this think... is
0: how little I give a shit about that side of it. <laughs>
1: you couldn't give a fuck about the sci-fi element games. No, there, fuck yeah. all
0: that. I don't care about the, the Eden <laughs> stuff. Oh, I uh... want to know
1: Ethan's story. Shut up. <laughs>
0: no, I, do- I just want to be a Greek guy. Just fucking shit up, man. Come on. <laughs> but no, so yeah, not much progress on that, but I'll probably be dipping back into that in the coming weeks, probably months, if I'm being honest. So yeah, a little bit of that. And then the only other thing I've played other than Mass Effect is we jumped into a very, very quick session of Grand Theft Auto 5, but really was very quick. I mean, I think we played for an hour or two at most. It's yeah, yeah, absolutely. A couple of missions.
1: It was a quick check-in. You know, we boosted the cred for the old Total Pop Mode crew. We, yeah, uh, I, I yeah. went up
0: two levels.
1: We checked in. We checked in. But it might yeah. be, you know, the start of something, because we've done that now. It had been a while since we got on that, and hopefully that'll be our kind of go-to. We had a bit of a distressing situation for a second because we used to have a bunch of games like pre-installed that we were currently playing, and then honestly, like <laughs> this podcast has taken a toll on the friendship <laughs> in terms of like the effect, you know, the amount of like uh like social time that we actually spent together. We spend a lot of time like working together now, sort of thing. Which don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, i think we both enjoy that as well but uh yeah there's there's not much time left in the old diary for gaming together much these days so uh you know it, it was good to squeeze that in but uh hopefully the uh, you know that'll be the spur onto something bigger where we uh, start putting some hours into this but the sudden realization that we didn't have hardly any of the same games installed anymore yeah. on the-
0: <laughs> which i also blame on the podcast in a way because uh turns out sound effects and audacity well, files take up a lot of room yeah right
1: yeah these recordings then uh, not light on the file size so no. yeah
0: i just had to buy myself a four terabyte ssd just to... <laughs> <laughs> um but no it was very good fun uh first time we played together since uh episode six <laughs> is it really that long my god i think so yeah because okay, yeah. that was the incrimination special right which is right like, right just after we played or was that actually was that yeah no i think it was i think it was i'm pretty sure go check out the incrimination special episode six total Pop mode wherever you get your podcasts from very fun very fun indeed lots of uh good banter about being pimps and drug dealers and things like that <laughs> but uh, that's me
1: ah fair enough man well it sounds like we've had a pretty uh kind of game-like week
0: well not really we'll, we'll get into it later <laughs> now that we're all caught up why don't we uh move on to a bit of the gaming news <laughs> So, first news story this week. Familiar one for those that have been following the podcast from the early days. Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. That whole shitstorm
1: is still simmering.
0: Still simmering, still stuff going on. And it turns out, not just Sony have an issue with this. Apparently, Nvidia and Google both have expressed concern to the FTC about this takeover.
1: They're weighing in now.
0: Yeah, which is... Uh, I think we'd mentioned before on the pod that Google might have an issue it, and we'd sort of laughed at the fact that how can they have an issue with anything when they sort of have tried to monopolise various segments of the business world themselves.
1: It matches the hypocrisy of uh, uh, the PlayStation exclusivity deals as well, you know? Yeah. So it's on brand for this whole clusterfuck of uh, idiots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But, uh, but I don't see what NVIDIA has to gain out of this. But apparently both Google and NVIDIA have expressed concerns over this acquisition. Sources claim that NVIDIA stressed the need for equal and open access to games titles. According to the um, article from our good friends at The Gamer Ant, it's worth pointing out that the representative of NVIDIA didn't outright oppose the acquisition, just raised concerns. As opposed to Sony, who have obviously said, "Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently NVIDIA's worries are shared by Google with the two companies apprehensive about Microsoft potentially gaining an unfair advantage in the cloud, mobile gaming, and subscription niches.
1: Well, I mean, uh, at the moment, they it feels like they kind of already have a, a big advantage in terms of the service that they actually are able to offer, you know?
0: Yeah, and for me, the fact that Google are having a go at the like, you know, saying, oh, they've got an unfair advantage in the cloud, you had a fucking chance to say something about that and you fucked it up. How but, was you know, that? How so? Stadia.
1: Oh right, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I mean, like, you had, you yeah, the they, they, that, that is now closed. Uh, That's so done. Yeah. Actually, that got a uh, that got a closed day, which I believe is uh, at the time of recording tomorrow.
0: Actually. Ooh.
1: Yeah, that is the official shut off date for Google Stadia. I think that was a little announcement earlier this week. Thought I'd slide that in there in the news
0: section. Well, I hope that all. Did we say it was three of the Stadia owners? I think it was three. Probably two now. I hope that both of them. uh are aware and have backed up their saves and whatnot
1: yeah absolutely and uh got refunds for the hardware and things like that it did seem like i think that was the last time we covered it they were talking about uh offering, offering i think so for the controllers for, and things yeah.
0: like that i don't know about yeah. subscriptions or whatever but probably for the peripherals yeah mm, mm. but no so yeah it's uh yet more nonsense in this story it's it's one of them ones i think until the case closes the people are going to keep wading in i mean it, it keeps the news train going but it's uh you know it's pretty crazy to me just let microsoft do it and then if they find if they do end up with a monopoly then just put sanctions on them like don't just stop it just stop it border this story now
1: i'm thinking uh, i'm you know i'm genuinely wondering when we'll actually see an end to this case surely there has to be a time limit sort of thing this can't just go on indefinitely otherwise you're going to have you know, anyone could essentially pile in. We could pile in.
0: What, more than we have already? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've got a feeling it's June or July.
1: Right. Okay. Okay.
0: Verdicts meant to be reached, but don't okay. hold me to that. I could be wrong. Fair enough. It's yeah, this, this, yeah, this year just for gonna sure. It's going to keep
1: rolling, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. As always, we'll keep you updated with the goings-on in this, but uh, no end insights sight still at this stage, just more people getting involved, probably trying to muddy the waters for whatever reason. Probably mates of Jim Ryan. Oh yeah, the bitch! So moving on to our second news story, this one a little bit more... Not a little bit more depressing, I don't suppose, because the other one's not exactly great news, but this one's, uh doesn't put Ubisoft in a good light, I wouldn't say. The article I have from PC Gamer, the title is Ubisoft is having a bad time, <laughs> which is uh, kind of putting it you know quite nicely really considering what's going on because this week ubisoft announced that pirate mmo and i mean pirate mmo as in pirate stylies you are a pirate on the sea r rather than pirate i've just hacked this and i've now cracked it yeah yeah Uh, mmo skull and bones has been delayed for the 18,232nd time i think it is at this stage but kind of tied in with all that is the fact that internally Ubisoft have cancelled a number of upcoming unannounced games that they were working on I believe it's two or three
1: they're taking their time with skull and bones I mean that's uh
0: it's been a couple of years now at least yeah.
1: Longer if you've had eyes on it sort of thing, but um, but it's it's been like, in terms of the wider public eye sort of thing, yeah, it has been out there. Yeah. And, you know, it, it looks like a very different game to what your minds might immediately go to, the current pirate game like Sea of Thieves. It looks a lot more crew-based as opposed to, you know, you as the individual. But uh, it's, it's taking an absolute age to get here, and uh, I wonder what these other titles that they've canned are.
0: It's not Assassin's Creed Mirage. I know that <laughs> Watch Dogs Four maybe was one that they might have been counting. Like I don't know. I don't even know how well Legion did, to be honest. Not I either. don't
1: think that. Yeah, I don't think critically or commercially did did particularly well.
0: That actually sort of brings us on to the main crux of this Ubisoft issue, which is obviously as a result of all this, their share prices have plummeted. Shareholder confidence is low, and they've been saying some pretty interesting things, Ubisoft, about how they believe that. The issue is with the gaming industry, because the gaming industry isn't interested in sort of middle of the road, sort of average size games anymore. They're only interested in triple A's and all this, which is which is obviously nonsense when you look at the fact that Stray was nominated for Game of the Year last year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's just like stark uh, examples where that hasn't exactly, been the yeah. case.
0: They've sort of come under fire a lot in recent times for not being particularly good with their games, and they turn off a bunch of the servers recently for some of their games, stop supporting I th- a lot of Something
1: like Rainbow Six Extraction was yeah. pretty awful in terms of how it was received. Just, like, ill-conceived ideas from the beginning sort of thing. And, you know, these don't come necessarily from the staff that they're currently telling... The ball's in your court. (laughs) That's, you know, that's come from the top. Uh, You better get that delivered on time and to a high quality sort of thing. But I mean, can you blame those dudes for the way that Extraction came out and the idea behind all of that? Did anyone want to play that game? I think from the top down, they well, yeah, uh, more from the top than down, they need to take a long look at themselves and think about what they're actually trying to achieve here, other than being a company that shits out an Assassin's Creed game every few years and doesn't do much else.
0: (laughs) I've got sort of respect for Ubisoft, but I don't really know why, if that makes sense, because obviously I like The Division a lot. Division and Division Two, I've got a lot of time for.
1: Honestly, U- Ubisoft used to have some absolute bangers back in the day. I mean, I was a huge fan of the Splinter Cell series as well. There were some absolute fantastic examples of uh, of of titles. And they did
0: do Far Cry as well. Let's be real, Far Cry Three is a wicked game.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah, I know. I've played all of them up until five, I believe, and you know, and enjoyed all of them in their in yeah. their time. So yeah, I, I think it's just a, a kind of a case that they're a bit washed out of of games and ideas now.
0: I think they really need to buck their ideas a little bit. I know that. Yeah. We Absolutely. we sort of spoke a number of months ago now briefly about how the fact that they're still family owned and they were looking for investment I believe if they're still looking for that investment which this article well, they, I think they're seems really looking for an investment are, now <laughs> they're really not doing a very good job of making investors confident to put their money in it
1: no no hey and uh, the Mario versus Rabbit sequel uh, that didn't do well either so <laughs> Ubisoft is is having a bad day all round.
0: And it's not just in the uh, the sort of the games directly that we're talking about that are looking bad. Because uh, one brief look at their finances as well is uh, not good viewing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't just these uh, these three unannounced games. They've also cancelled Ghost Recon game that was coming out. Frontline. These are major titles. You know, these are obviously not quite on the scale of Assassin's Creed, but uh, you know, Ghost Recon. There was a time when that was a front-facing part of the Ubisoft lineup, you know, alongside Rainbow Six and other titles.
0: Fingers crossed they can get themselves out of it, because as I say, like, there's enough Ubisoft titles out there that I really enjoy that I don't want to see them go anywhere, but not looking good.
1: Just give me a f***ing good Splinter Cell game, Ubisoft.
0: Nah, f*** that. Just do Division 3 and make it good.
1: I Honestly, I would take a good, good Splinter Cell game any day over Division 3, or even, like, goddamn... I would take uh, a good Splinter Cell game over Dead Space. I'm, I'm hard-pushed to say Silent Hill because, I, I honestly, I think I'll probably I'll take my Silent Hill remake. But that's one that I have to think about in terms of how much I want a really good Splinter Cell remake.
0: So now moving on to something a little bit more positive for our final news story today. We mentioned last week that uh, people were speculating about Starfield's release date, potentially being, I believe, it was the 12th of April, which is the space launch day or some such. Well... An online leak has potentially suggested Redfall's release date. Now, Redfall, of course, is another Bethesda game due to come out. Rumours had sort of put it at the first half of this year. And, you know, the rumour mill, how it is, is always speculating new things. But a recent leak has suggested that it could actually be as soon as May 2nd.
1: OK, OK. Still, still pretty far off. It's further off than the uh, predicted date for Starfield.
0: Exactly, which makes sense.
1: It does, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not going to come uh, any time around April, is it? If if it's rumored that Starfield is going to be imminent.
0: And the other interesting thing about this leak, which sort of gives it a little bit more credence than just just sort of standard rumor, is that this rumor came from Twitter user Extasis or Extasis, who had previously leaked information regarding overdose hideo kojima's upcoming oh yes
1: okay yeah we covered that on the pod a little earlier yeah Yeah,
0: we certainly did which many sort of believe this makes this a bit more credible because the hideo kojima obviously confirmed that that was true Mm, yeah so you know take it all with a pinch of salt we don't know but quite cool news Particularly if, you, if, like me, or a Bethesda fan.
1: That said, I'm desperately searching for details of Redfall, and I'm trying to think if I've actually, you know, it's looking like it rings a vague bell, but I'm trying to think if I've seen much publicity about this game at all. I mean, is this uh, something that you've seen much of in terms of gameplay clips?
0: No, but that's a very deliberate thing from me. I'm keeping away from it. I see. see. I've been aware of it because I remember when they filed the trademark for the name Redfall, many were speculating that that could be a clue for Elder Scrolls 6 and where that's going to be. But other than that, I've sort of stayed away from it a bit, to be honest, mate because I like to sort of keep in the dark about these sort of things so that when I play it, it's a little bit more fresh. I'll pick up things through the ether, of course. Like Absolutely, this for example.
1: Yeah. yeah. Osmosis of information.
0: <laughs> exactly, but I'm not going to actively go looking for things on it.
1: I'm actually, I'm, I'm just taking a very quick look at some gameplay now because I honestly had no fucking idea about this game. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a first-person shooter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The other interesting thing to come out of this is that both Starfield and Renfall are going to launch on Games Pass as day one as
1: Is, is uh, Elder Scrolls going to appear on Games Pass day one?
0: Don't know if it's been confirmed, but it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, it would definitely wouldn't surprise me, no.
0: To tie a bow on this story, I think we will probably hear more at the rumoured Xbox sort of direct, if you like. Yeah, when is that? When's that actually taking place? I, I'm not actually sure, because I don't know if it's actually officially happening. There's sort of been speculated that they're going to do their own event, but they wanted to give it a bit of time after the game awards, but I don't think it's actually been confirmed yet.
1: No, That. yeah, there isn't a release date. I'm just looking here. There's no showcase date.
0: There is a Bethesda developer direct on the 25th of January. Oh, okay, okay. So, you know, watch this space. They may be speaking about both of those games. May even confirm the release dates. Who knows? It's all on the cards to be a good year for gaming fingers crossed man fingers crossed last year wasn't too bad so let's uh, let's see if this year can hold a torch to it shall we
1: well last year gave us Elden Rings so uh, let's yeah. see Let's and see. Ragnarok
0: which uh, by all accounts yeah. is f***ing amazing so yeah. yeah yeah. so with that I think we come to the end of the news so why don't we take a gander at what we've been up to in Mass Effect as we mosey on over to Completionist Corner Sting
1: coming soon Sting coming soon, Sting, coming soon. Sting, coming soon.
0: So, opening episode of Completionist Corner proper, Mass Effect 1.
1: Yeah, I've been really looking forward to getting onto this section, man. Uh, Mass Effect is, is a game that, uh, you know, I haven't given it its proper dues over the years. And to finally be starting this off and also playing it alongside someone, it's, it's given me something to kind of work towards. And, uh, you know, it's it's been looking forward this week to sort of bringing this up and discussing it with you. So, yeah, let's get it kicked off.
0: Couldn't agree more, man. I fucking love this game and uh, I'm very much looking forward to discussing it with you. Before we get too much into the story, I think we should probably set the scene a little bit.
1: Yeah, good idea. Absolutely.
0: Why don't you tell us a little bit about your character, Will? What are they called? What class are they? What's their personality like? Have you given them a random backstory? Do tell. Yeah,
1: so uh, my character, uh, you know, I I really set out in this game uh, with the character's creator to make some sort of abomination. I was really dead set that I was going to kind of go against what I do typically, which is take it really seriously and try and make a character (laughs) that I really like the look of and someone that I can actually bear to stand the look of for what is potentially going to be a trilogy of games that we'll at some point get around to completing. But this game, uh, given that I'm playing the Renegade class, going to be doing a lot of crazy stuff, I figured that we would just go and try and make my character look like an absolute mutant. And James, as I'm sure you discovered while I played this as well, quite a disappointing character creator.
0: You're being very nice. It's a completely shit character <laughs> creator is what it is. Very limited uh,
1: in terms of the things that you're able to do. It seems like all of the facial features are essentially just pick from, uh, you know, various different shapes of, you know, eyes, nose, mouth. And then sliders that are extremely limited. They definitely could have done with increasing the range of which they were allowed, you know, allow you to do your sliders, but
0: pretty sure there's a mod that unlocks them.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I have yeah. a feeling it's probably a lot to do with uh, the animations that they use for the faces and how it would look yeah, quite dopey yeah. if you... So they opted for the whole not allowing you to make your character look stupid, which to me is the wrong decision. They should have uh, I agree, allowed you to just it. make... You know, if you want to play like a dumb-looking person, then you should be able to do that if you're going to allow them to create a character. In my book, at least. So... No, eh, I completely it's, agree. It's a choice, I think so. they
0: fixed it for Andromeda. If I Did remember they? correctly, I, th- I think <laughs> if I remember correctly, you could make some utter nonsense in Andromeda. I could be wrong though. So I
1: ended up with a you know a character that looks sort of semi strange, but more resembles like kind of a, a purple haired Emma Stone type on the go okay. to now, and it works well. Honestly, I believe that they actually changed the uh, voice actor for uh, Fem Shep or Jillian, as she will oh, yeah. be known for the uh, the rest of the segment. They actually brought on Jennifer Hale, who provided the voice for Fem Shep in two and three, but I don't think she was the voice for the first game. So I think that they finally brought her back on board. So the game gives you a little bit of an option to pick your kind of history and how you enlisted, sort yeah. of thing.
0: What was your background? Were you spacer? Were you earthborn or colonial? Uh, I think I went for colonial. So that's the one where you you live on a outskirts planet in the attican traverse
1: that's right yeah exactly i yeah because i think otherwise you're like born in a kind of a city and you enlist in an academy sort of thing or
0: you, you've got the right sort of idea it's yeah. uh, we'll get into it more with my one because mine's gonna be slightly different but spacer is both your parents are in the military you are born on ships and you just travel around constantly right, and then yeah. enlist and then earthborn is uh you're an orphan on earth you're in a gang doing petty crimes and then you escape it by enlisting and i
1: went for option c which is uh Kind of just living out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, bum f nowhere doing nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, just sort of jamming little colonial planet out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. you're you're like a uh, some sort of colony uh, on the outer rim or something.
0: Yeah, and then uh, yeah, as you say, s- slavers come and destroy your planet, and then mm. you're saved by an, a passing alliance patrol. I think, I think it is. Not, all right, I think it's yeah. patrol. Yeah. yeah. So then, yes. What then was your um, your nature? I suppose, for lack of a better thing, did you go ruthless? If you are a renegade?
1: Oh, uh, do you know, I wasn't, I think I went for soul survivor. I think in Interesting. the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like the one where basically you saw a bunch of crazy battle and, uh, went through a bunch of hardships, but you were the, uh, the one guy alive. So you're right. Yeah. The ruthless would have been the kind of the typical, uh, renegade choice. Um, To be 100% honest with you, literally, uh, during the character creation, I completely forgot that I was doing a (laughs) few Renegade cast. So, like, it wasn't until I have my first few, like, dialogue things, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be a dick. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I did it, and obviously that was, you know, before I had any main interactions, it was kind of like, the moment i'd finish creating my character but yeah i gotta say whilst i was picking all of that stuff i didn't have it in my head at all that i was uh going to be a renegade for the rest of the playthrough <laughs> or at least yeah. that i was going to be strictly a renegade to the absolute maximum degree sort of thing because we've kind of agreed that even if our conscience is telling us to not do something we're still going to pursue the pinnacle of whatever we're going for in terms of uh renegade or paragon yeah and uh, i suppose it's time to talk about classes now a little bit or do you want to give a uh, bit of background on your character before we move on to that.
0: Yeah, sure, man. So, my character is literally the opposite to yours in nearly every single way. You went Fem Shep, I've gone (laughs) Male Shep. Had to be. Interestingly, we didn't actually discuss the characters at all apart from saying I'm going to be Paragon and Will's going to be Renegade, and my character is named Julius. Oh, right, which okay. Is, which is so a little Julian bit similar to Jillian. It's that We've got Jillian Jules here. <laughs> I started off as a spacer. Right, that if it's... I'm going yeah. like the full fucking like, stereotypical hero soldier guy paradigm, yeah, right? Yeah, so I went spacer. Both my parents were in the military, and then I just joined following suit. And I picked war hero which is one of the natures you can have uh, that isn't sole survivor or ruthless, which basically is my guy was leading a squad of troops in a near impossible situation, got caught in a town where like the enemy were coming in in vast numbers and basically single-handedly stopped them from breaching the town and saved all the civilians and stuff like this. So, bit of a f- legend my guy a bit of a big <laughs> deal um and in terms of character creation uh this fucking thing i i hate the character creation of mass effect for many many reasons because you mentioned there that they they limit it so that the animations don't look dopey they look fucking dopey anyway
1: they do i was gonna say there was there was definitely points for in this i was going i know andromeda got a hard time on their facial animations yeah. but i mean to be fair the, the games are a lot
0: older it's not bad for 2007 but no, it's, it's not bad for 2007, we're currently not, in the year not of
1: 2023. So. Exactly,
0: it's not <laughs> great for modern. But yeah, and I basically made a quite good-looking chap.
1: How close does he look to Default Shep? What kind of hair you go in? Sort of oh,
0: with? nothing like Default Shep. He's got sort of um, the hairstyle where it's just sort of down and a bit shaggy and loose, which is what inspired the name Julius because it reminded me of a Caesar haircut.
1: Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I made him quite good-looking. Uh, he's got... Paragon blue eyes, like the same colour as the Paragon bar. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, He's got sort of black hair with a bit of salt and pepper. Because my plan is that across the three games, I'm going to make him slightly grayer each time. He's going to age.
1: Okay, okay, very nice.
0: And he's got one scar from his sort of war hero days, which is just a little one on the nose, just to show you know a bit rugged.
1: (laughs) He's been in a scrape before.
0: Exactly, but you don't want to ruin the face, you know. And uh, he's pure paragon. He's uh, always going for the lawful way, always the good way. And yeah, not a womanizer. Very much unlike my uh, my renegade character from back in the day.
1: And your Assassin's Creed character.
0: <laughs> oh no, but my Assassin's Creed character is not a womanizer. He's no, a just everything. A, a humanizer, like <laughs> yeah.
1: just like if it's uh, if it breathes and it's uh,
0: if it's got a it, hole. Oh no. God. <laughs> it's got a he, hole i'm gonna fill it
1: yeah he, he really took the and he holds a goal seriously yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> but no so yeah that's uh that's where we are that's that's julius and uh he's sort of a bit of a goody two shoes but surprisingly so far it's still been quite fun but we'll get into that a bit more further down the line so yeah so that now that we've uh sort of given a brief background on the bios of our characters and things like that let's talk about classes what class did you go for man uh so i
1: actually opted to go for a vanguard class this time round. very nice We discussed previously our plans for some of the classes and I wanted to get one that was a bit of a mixture because you're able to do kind of a a combo of like space magic, we're going to call it. Are we? (laughs) They might call it biotics, I call it space space magic. magic, But uh, yeah, um, so I wanted a mixture of sort of having combat and a Vanguard is is skilled with pistols and shotguns. Uh, You know, I, I chose that class also because my main solution for winning battles in my last playthrough of this game, although I didn't manage to complete it, was primarily using a sniper rifle uh it's, it's a very powerful weapon but i wanted to like give myself a bit more of a challenge and uh and try something new and also have a bit more access to some of the powers you get i've been experimenting with the fact that you can lift up enemies and chuck them and and stuff like that as well you've kind of got some space matilda powers
0: oh space matilda
1: space powers and space matilda powers is is what my uh jillian jillian shep is rocking <laughs> So I'm looking forward to sort of seeing what the, that entails, some of the powers down the line. And, uh, and you know, for now, I'm pretty sure that a pistol and shotgun is going to comfortably carry me through a lot of the, the larger challenges of the game.
0: Very fine choice. I've never played a Vanguard myself. I have f***ed with biotics before. Sorry, I have f***ed. Fu- with space matilda powers before oh uh, yeah because no. i was messing with doing um the adept class which is pure biotic
1: yeah yeah i was tempted but i didn't want to go the whole hog i still wanted guns and to uh, you know have some armor as well yeah yeah so man what about you what class did you go for
0: well uh, in sort of direct response as to what you've just said there which is yeah yeah sniping's too easy man <laughs>
1: <laughs> not too easy it, it became a crutch for me in my playthrough sort of thing and i think that's probably why you picked it right you know it's yeah, good <laughs>
0: well no yeah i know how good it is right so um, when i did my first trilogy playthrough um, i played infiltrator which is a combination of combat and tech rather than biotics Oh, okay, okay. Which specializes in sniper rifle pistols, gets medium armor, and then can do things like um, encryption. You can focus on electronics, which gives you more shields and things like that. And you
1: hack better or something. Hack or, better,
0: yeah, right, all that good stuff. Right. And your grenade damage is. I was the just about
1: to ask does tech give you additional explosive damage? And it those does, grenades yeah. are
0: cool in this game as well. Oh, man, so good. So I good, forgot how man.
1: good they were, actually, going back to them.
0: But yeah, so uh, that's what I did in my previous playthrough. And as I mentioned, I was sort of messing with the idea of going adept for something a bit different. But I, I did some research. I looked on YouTube of some playthrough of Mass Effect 1 specifically with the adept class. The spells weren't really doing it for me.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. spells. The spells. The space Matilda powers. The
0: space Matilda powers weren't really doing it for me. So I actually just went Infiltrator again because I know how fun it is. And honestly, it's the best decision I've made because it is so much fun. The difference is is that when I did my first playthrough, I basically exclusively used pistols in Mass Effect 1. But I'm using the sniper more in this one because as part of my whole backstory with the whole war hero gimmick, the reason right, he was able right. to do that is because he was sniping everyone.
1: Sat in bushes.
0: Sneaky shop Exactly. So really having fun with it once again. Obviously, it's been a number of years since I played as well. So I'd forgotten a lot of the cool stuff you can do. But yeah very much an infiltrator sort of sneaky type guy but also because I'm impatient I still just go in guns blazing as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and yeah. the good thing about the snipers in Mass Effect 1 is you can almost use them as a shotgun.
1: <laughs> so do they bring up the sight the scope to your eye quite quickly or?
0: Uh, not noticeably quicker than other games but it's more once you're in it. Typically in other games if someone shoots you you get knocked about quite a lot.
1: Right okay.
0: And because with weapon attachments and various things I've spec'd it to do incredibly high damage with incredibly High knockback, right, right. So right. I knock people on the floor, and they're fucked, and I can just put two or three more bullets into them, and they're dead.
1: How many iterations of character uh, did you go through before this was your kind of final setup?
0: Oh god, oh jeez, yeah, I probably should have mentioned that in the character creator. So uh, according to my Steam page, I have played Mass Effect Legendary Edition for twenty-three hours in total, <laughs> and and I know that my file that I have going is thirteen hours, right, just so. over. So I've spent ten hours creating various characters, getting them to cut scenes, realising they're shit starting again. Bruh. Oh, it's painful because you have to watch the you can't skip the cutscenes either, so you have to watch the same thing over you and over do again. You to yourself all yeah. the time. We well, know but dude, if it's exactly like you said earlier, if I'm taking a character through a trilogy, it has yeah, to look, If to I, I don't sure. like the look of it, yeah. then I'm going to delete it halfway through Mass Effect 2, and that's going to be worse.
1: Maybe I got uh, lucky, I think, with my character because I like set with the objective of making them look a bit weird. When yeah. they do look a bit weird, it's kind of like to be expected. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whereas I had to make mine, for me, this is, I didn't have to, but I had to make mine look good. And then I don't mind the odd animation jank because you can't do anything about that. But if I'm in the elevator scenes, for example, and I look at him and I think, you look like a c-. <laughs> then I, then I have to start again.
1: And there's a lot of like kind of like subtle facial animations and direction in this. Yeah. they'll give you like a cutscene that's supposed to be like a character exchanging a subtle knowing glance or something. Yeah but because the facial animations aren't quite there, it's kind of you get what they were going for but yeah. <laughs> it, it just looks like they kind of had a mild stroke for a few seconds and then kind of came back. I think uh, Mass Effect is, you know, the, the, the overarching thing is that obviously humanity were space-bound, making this discovery from a kind of Promethean uh, alien race essentially massively advanced our technology and then put us on a course to actually bumping into other races of aliens amongst the galaxy.
0: Is that kind of around the, the right lines? Basically. I suppose, in a nutshell.
1: That's the gist, right? Humanity was kind of, we were just doing our thing, and then we discovered some ancient alien technology, and then we discovered, you know, how we can catapult ourselves across the galaxy using these things called mass relays.
0: The hu- human race discovered uh, these mass effect relays which sort of, I believe in game it says it catapulted our technology forward by a couple hundred years. Mm, mm. And whether or not this is what put us in view of the other alien races, I'm not sure. I think they were probably aware of us before that. However, our dealings with these other alien races properly came to the fore when we sort of discovered the Mass Effect Relay and started doing business with the Citadel, which is the main sort of hub, if you like, of the council, which is essentially the governing body for the major alien races throughout the galaxy and the universe. There are a number of alien races in this game, but as we get to the start of Mass Effect 1, I believe that there's only three races that are actually on the council, which is the Turians, the Asari, and the Salarians. With the Asari sort of being...
1: Sexy blue people,
0: right? Sexy blue people with tentacle heads, not to be confused with the Twi'leks from Star Wars. (laughs)
1: They've got kind of like little, little thin little tentacles on their heads, whereas the Twillex have like big, thick tentacles on their heads.
0: If you think of the Twillex as having a couple of elephant trunks on their heads, whereas the Asari have like an upside down squid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that'll work, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
0: kind of where we're (laughs) rocking. Um, The Turians are sort of... um, The bad guys. Well, no. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm oh, a cool. space yeah.
1: racist. <laughs> the Turians are just the fucking bad guys. No, the
0: Tyrions they are sound great. evil as f*** dude. They're the bad guys. Come on, man. the Turians are great. Just because they are sort of one of the main antagonists in this game happens to be just a happens to be a Turian. <laughs> but no, so the Turians are kind of um, almost reptilian-looking, uh, just sort of very typical alien type oh, things. Oh, yeah,
1: kind of like a bad guy would look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> snake really, people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the Asaris, who you called sexy just now is also a bad guy. Does that make the Asari's evil too?
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I've never seen an Asari. He's also an wrong. evil
0: Solarian, and they just look like ants. Do they? Oh god! They okay. have like ant, They have like ant heads. They're, they're bipedal yeah, humanoid yeah. type deals, but they have sort of ant heads.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, big eyes. Yeah.
0: Have had other species become attracted to me before. Awkward, but I think that covers the fucking council races nicely, doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, basically, humanity has been trying to get a, a, on the council for a number of years, but have always been pushed back because the alien races feel that we're growing too quickly. They think we're a bit dangerous. They feel like we sort of bulldoze everything.
1: We're kind of babies in this in this field of aliens. they we're like a, I guess they view us as a fairly undeveloped race.
0: They're not quite looking down at us like that, but they they see us more as a threat. so They don't want to give us too much power straight away. as a Essentially, what it is mm-hmm. and sort of over time we uh built relationships with these alien races where we live very diplomatically with them very peacefully and sort of that is really where we sort of get to the start of mass effect itself because Shepard's sort of opening mission that you're sort of thrown into is to recover a beacon from a planet called eden prime which is one of the sort of um standout planets for human restoration projects
1: yeah and it's also it's it's the ability to it's the fact that it's so far away from earth isn't it it's kind of like a a point of pride for them because they're able yeah. to both defend it and make it sustainable as well,
0: well more so that's making it sustainable stuff they've given it an atmosphere that makes it easy to live in and they're really sort of colonizing it and showing that It can be done, basically. There are other projects like it in the universe, but Eden Prime is, as you can guess by the name, (laughs) the the premiere. And the council have a, a special sort of group of operatives.
1: Enforcers, if you
0: will. Yes, enforcers, if you were quite right, who are called the Spectres. Which I believe stands for Special Tactical and Reconnaissance. Oh, really? Something like that, yeah. Someone from the council
1: really went there with that acronym. Pretty sure, yeah. God damn it! That's okay. And I think oh, they God. even say it. Are yeah, they, I bet so. they were so fucking pleased with themselves when they came up with that. But it the was council meeting.
0: as well. <laughs> but it was a fucking Tyrion. <laughs> Mentioned that there's a beacon on Eden Prime, and uh, as part of this mission, a spectre has joined your crew to sort of. Come along and check it out, but everyone's a little bit suspicious. It's like you don't just send a spectre on a shakedown run.
1: Well, yeah, they also kind of bill it as this is your, this is kind of your proving grounds as well.
0: The mission you're on isn't everything it seems. Uh, you, you're also there as sort of the beginnings of your trial to trial run to joining the spectres potentially, which it is implied that humanity needs as a result. You know, to sort of further their standing in the galactic. Space. Cutting long story short, you then get a video transmission from Eden Prime showing that a, a synthetic race called the Geth have actually come to the planet looking to take the beacon. So then instead of sort of just being you and Nihilus going down and jumping in and grabbing the beacon, you know, having a little jolly and just sort of escorting it back, it becomes... Things were so
1: simple, if only they could be. Exactly,
0: exactly. It sort of becomes a bit more of a military operation. So... Nihilus goes down and goes on his own and scouts ahead while you and two other crewmates go down. Old Caden Alenko, shout-outs, voiced by the same voice actor as Cartha Nassi from KOTOR, which is All the right, reason okay. I like Caden. It's pretty boring <laughs> otherwise. And a chap called Corporal Jenkins.
1: Don't bother to remember that name. No need to. I
0: really wouldn't bother, yeah. yeah he ain't going to last very long, though.
1: No. <laughs> the very short-lived yeah. Corporal Jenkins.
0: Basically, this is when you... First get control of the combat, you get down there.
1: Shoot a few puffy aliens, they kind if, of if look a little bit to, like yes. the flood.
0: The gas balls.
1: Yeah, the gas ball aliens, yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, and then you start traversing Eden Prime and uh, some stuff happens. I'm going to tag you in here, Will. Why don't you talk to me a little bit about your first foray into Eden Prime?
1: Yeah, so uh, after wandering around and uh, shooting some of the local flora and fauna, as a as a renegade would,
0: as anyone would, I did that too. As a paragon,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. you run into your first sort of geth encounter, which is these sort of flying drones that immediately light up Corporal Jenkins,
0: and he gets fucked. Like he gets <laughs> just killed so easily. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I mean, he, he was a corporal, right? You assume that there's I think he military was careful, training. Like, I'm pretty sure. Not according to that guy. Apparently, um, his uh, his technique, when you first encounter a new life, is just stand there and take it like the end of Platoon. Just fucking
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Doesn't it say something like, uh oh, tore through his shields, didn't even stand does, a chance? Or something it like. does, like, but come now. Apparently, those ones were like, they had crazy energy. Because, like, nothing tears through your shields like That's that. That's what I mean, yeah. So it's like, yeah. I mean, he they definitely, like, give the grunts the shit, uh equipment, I guess. This. They must have used <laughs> the good ammo
0: on Jenkins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, and and I guess that's also the the one of the earliest opportunities that it really gives you to kind of have a, a bit of a renegade slash paragon choice as well. Because uh, in my class, the guy was like, oh, what do we do about this guy? And I was just like, leave the fucking body. We'll move yeah. on kind of thing. Forget this
0: with. guy. He's nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's nothing to me. He's dead now.
0: Whereas my guy was literally like, oh, don't worry about we'll it. Remember we'll remember him we'll, forever. We'll, we'll recover the body and hold a funeral. But I need you to focus.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your head back in the game, soldier! we got other s*** to do! Was kind of my, uh, yeah, yeah. my approach there. <laughs> and I like those little bits of flavour as well. Uh, you know, right out of the bat, the game is kind of giving you that opportunity to carve your path through in terms of the character. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's a load of fun. It's a load of fun.
0: Yeah, no, so, so uh, very, very funny, the renegade option with Jenkins there. <laughs> and from there, you sort of kill a few more drones and whatnot. And then you meet your first sort of recruitable squad mate if you like that doesn't start off in your crew
1: out with the old in with the new ah, exactly. we have an empty chair for <laughs> you Ashley. who's
0: jenkins <laughs> F- that guy <laughs> welcome aboard ashley Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashley Williams is um, a chief gunnery officer for another squadron of the Alliance.
1: And hopefully didn't all her guys get wiped out as well, so it's, Very it's really convenient. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, and actually you end up killing one of them because they become a husk, which is basically where a human gets put on a giant needle thing that gets, shoots up in the air, their life gets drained out of them and they become a bit cyberneticy,
1: A bit robo-y, they, they look a bit blue. and
0: uh, Yeah, and they explode yeah. with electricity and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, she joins your crew. She's also the one that's. Um, um, Sent through the video distress call where you saw the planet being destroyed by the um, the Geth and stuff.
1: That's it because yeah, it's it you know it, it's the routine thing right, and then all of a sudden you see the distress call and, and the big massive alien uh, Geth ship in the background as well.
0: For the purposes of where we are in the game, yes, it's a Geth ship. All right then, keep your secrets.
1: And you also get to uh, berate Ashley again as a bit more flavour to your character here. If like so, uh, when it's... she explains that her, her her people die, you're like oh you know you just left them all to die sort of thing despite the fact that i chose the uh the lone survivor uh yeah. beginning thing <laughs> where, like i chose that like, i still berated her for doing exactly the same thing
0: but yeah so you meet up with ashley you walk on a little bit further and you then sort of head to the dig site where the beacon was being held but <gasps> it's gone oh no! typical game
1: heck? shit it's yeah. The thing you needed is now in another castle. Fuck yeah! So
0: so no, so it actually turns out that the beacon has been moved to um, a sort of train station type place for extraction. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you move on from the dig site and you find a couple of huts. In one of the huts, there's some nice goodies. But what's in the other hut, Will?
1: Uh, there's a couple of people in there. A couple of survivors. Uh, yeah. One, I believe, is a, a doctor inhabitant. Yeah. Uh, I think she's some sort of doctor, at least. I believe and... they're both scientists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, one has kind of obviously the the whole invasion and the battle scenario has left him truly rattled. He's kind of all over the place. Kind of. Mad rambling and stuff like that.
0: Kind of PTSD type deal. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy needs help. Yeah. Help is not what I gave him. I gave him uh, a, a fist to the face. Uh, I gave him
0: a left hook. <laughs> yeah.
1: Essentially, my extreme option was just knock the guy out and progress on. And the doctor's just like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, which is like understandable sort of thing. Again, yeah, and as you say, just like, he was going to hurt somebody sometimes. (laughs) Put him out (laughs) And the beauty
0: of this game is is that Renegade isn't evil. So there's a lot of ambiguity. It's just being like ridiculously efficient and being a dick. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And, you know, the character that you're playing, Shepard, you know, the uh, high up in the military, absolute badass, essentially like, a a hero of humanity sort of thing is he's already regarded as pretty much at that point isn't he's like the best of the best kind of thing shepherd is the pinnacle yeah exactly and i think that it's funny because you can imagine both sides of that coin both sides of that coin play really well you know the kind of the as you say the electric glowing blue good guy that's just a you know a pinnacle of everything good yeah or you can be a kind of like sleazy captain zap brannigan's type where you're just kind of sleeping with everyone and being absolutely ruthless
0: (laughs) or at least trying to sleep with everyone anyway
1: (laughs) yeah 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 the success on that we'll see
0: checkmate
1: so what did you end up doing? I'm sure you were a lot more compassionate with this uh, poor, traumatised young man.
0: Unfortunately, there is no sort of good option in sort of as an antithesis to that. Basically, you just don't use the dialogue choice, what's wrong with him. Oh, right, okay. Or okay. you can use that dialogue choice, but then it's like, oh yeah, he just needs to rest or whatever. And then I think you pick, I'll shut him up, which is then you punch him in the face. <laughs> Uh, you just say goodbye at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And you just sort of leave him and he goes, there is no hope, we're all going to die. And it's like, oh man, someone should really punch you in the face, but it's not going to be me, not today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You get to um, a sort of hill that overlooks the train station where you are and you see sort of a hut just before the train station. You then see the train station itself. And a cutscene starts and you see that Nihilus, your Turian buddy, is sneaking up on on a ruffian looking guy but catches his face and sort of stops because oh, I know you. And this is where we meet antagonist A, <laughs> Saren, who is another Turian. So this is what Will was saying earlier when you sort of say, well, one of the Turians is a f- bad guy. Kind of, I'll give you that. However, he does have a good reason for being a bad guy, which we won't get into until the end of the game.
1: He's kind of Turian, but he's kind of like cybered up a bit isn't he he's a bit of bogged up like uh you know he's got some he's got some pulsing blue circuitry going on and his eye looks like it's definitely been replaced with uh like an eye camera you're very much
0: on the money here well, oh yes, that's, that's i'm exactly... definitely not
1: in league with the ancient like cybernetic bio race despite looking <laughs> like one how do they explain that away how do they do they do they ever explain that way they're just like oh yeah, aaron he's just kind of robot-y nothing to do with the robot evil guys but it's just a bit roboty.
0: they do at the end they kind of explain all that but basically he's enhanced to make him a better specter
1: of course right
0: yeah that's that's the sort of the cover if you like <laughs> but no yeah so as you said there he's he is a turian but he's a bit more robot-y bit, bit of a cyborg and uh Nihilus completely stops, lets his guard down and says, Saren, you know, because they're both members of the spectre group. Of good the council, to see you, bro. So. Exactly, kind of. And uh, from the first words Saren says, you can tell he's evil. Yeah, I <laughs> know. He he's he he's got like a slow, like drawly voice. Exactly. It's just, there's
1: no way that guy is a good
0: guy. Nihilus is like, what are you doing here? No one else knew about the beacon sort of thing. And, oh, nothing.
1: Uh, just close your eyes and turn around
0: pretty much i mean it sort of goes like it's like uh sarin says yeah the council thought you could use an extra set of hands basically
1: as he's like un un-locking his gun
0: well no finally he puts his hand on his shoulder reassuringly and nylas sort of puts his gun away and sort of looks off into the middle distance and goes yeah so it's much worse than we thought it was and sarin just sort of like holds his gun up to the back of nylas's head and goes don't worry i've got it under control and then pops him in the head, and then the cutscene ends. Like just before he he pops him in the head, you just hear the gunshot,
1: the echoing gunshot as you start playing. It's it's very effective. It's really
0: cool. cool piece of cinematography, actually.
1: Yeah, it works well.
0: Yeah. yeah, and at this point you then sort of wander down, and uh, there is a hut on the right hand side that you can explore if you so choose.
1: Yeah, that's a, it's another opportunity to uh, terrorise some of the locals uh, if you are that way inclined. I I managed to sort of extort a uh, a bunch more supplies from some people i think that they were uh, th- they're making out that they're just hiding in the shed to hide out but you slowly ascertain that they're actually going back to check on some supplies because they were working with a smuggler and uh, they were they were checking in on their goods and essentially you you call them out on that bullshit take all their stuff. And then a little bit down the line, you meet the, the main smuggler as well, and you kind of do the same to him as well. You At least if you're playing as the renegade side, I was mashing away at the intimidate, intimidate.
0: You're bullshitting me. Give me the good shit. The charm option's the same, but it's nicer. It's like people are dying because of this. There's nothing else you can do to help. And it's like, well I, well, I do have a grenade mod you can have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whereas I'm like, uh, pull my chain one more time and I'm about to put this blaster pistol to your temple. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so exactly, they- yeah. It's it's great the difference, and but you get the same things. But okay. the outcome
1: is the same.
0: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you know you actually meet um, Powell, which is uh, the smuggler down at the docks uh, when you find Nihilus's body because right. yeah, he actually turns out he actually saw the whole thing with Saren and Nihilus. That's right. And um, he actually becomes sort of a witness, which is going to be good evidence in something that happens a little later. Ah, okay. But then sort of from there, you you get the tr- you have a little fight with some geth on the train, kill them all take the train to the next little bit where the beacon's being held and there's a little sort of, not quite a quick time event, but you sort of have a timed section where you have three minutes to disarm four bombs that are going to blow the facility up. There's Geth sort of coming at you just trying to like kick your ass as well and stop you from doing it. Um, And that's when you then get led down to where the beacon is being held. You get a mini little cutscene where it shows that Sarah uses the beacon for whatever reason. He just sort of floats in the air, arms outstretched like he's pretending to be Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And then basically when you arrive at the beacon, it's flashing and active. And it's like, oh, and Ashley even says, oh, I wasn't doing that before. And as Shepard rings back to the Normandy, which is your ship, your spaceship's called the Normandy.
1: Fucking Caden. That fucking Caden annoying piece of shit starts fucking around doesn't he with a beacon
0: now you see this is very interesting because it's ashley in my one because it must be because i'm male And you're female. Oh, that is interesting.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, so it was Caden that starts sniffing around on my one and uh, he activates that. It's Ashley that starts
0: shipping around on my one. Ah. So so it must be that that's the whole thing because I think... uh,
1: Because that's one of your romance options, I suppose, is Caden. It is, yes. Right. But
0: one of the things that's worth saying at this stage is that Mass Effect was actually very progressive for its time because you did have straight options and gay options, both male and female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that... Caden and Ashley are straight only but no so yeah as you say Caden in your one sort of gets a little bit too nosy gets a bit close to it and uh, Ashley in my one and and the beacon starts sucking them in I don't really know why your character would have done this but being the hero that my character is my character saw Ashley going and was like Caden get your ass out the way I gotta save this bitch Runs over, like saves her, like chucks Ashley backwards and then sort of gets caught in the Takes the full blast, yeah. And and sort of does the whole Jesus thing that Saren was doing, and you get sort of a piecemeal sort of um vision of the world just getting absolutely tanked, like everything yeah. being destroyed, every Death single life getting wiped out. And then you pass out the beacon explodes, and you then wake up back on the Normandy in your sick bay.
1: What's up, Doc? Have a little uh, clean bill of health from Doc. She does say that you've got some unusual brain activity, but other than that, you get a pretty much a clean bill of health.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, because it's basically just the force of the blast that's knocked you out, and then, as you say, abnormal brain waves. Yeah, which is because exactly. you have a vision imprinted on your brain.
1: <laughs> you've literally got a brain tattoo.
0: But it's basically, yeah.
1: A brain imprint.
0: And yeah, and that basically serves as the tutorial. You're now sort of then into the main sort of story beat, if you like. Like what you're then tasked with doing is. Returning to the citadel and informing the council of what's gone on, and your commanding officer, Captain Anderson, has history with Saren. And with uh, Powell mentioning Saren by name, Captain Anderson is just like, "Holy shit, Saren's involved! This guy's a motherfucker." Let's go. We need to bl- get the council <laughs> involved and blame this guy. Um, and that is where you start the game properly. If you like, you get beams down to the citadel, and that is where we're going to leave it for this week.
1: Ooh, on a bit of
0: a cliffhanger A little bit
1: I like it, I like it okay. We're doing uh, kind of like episodic uh, releases of this now Teasing that shit out Because uh, in reality this is probably like uh, I don't know, the first two hours of the game Or something like that you uh, know, Not that, a huge yeah. chunk if and then. uh cards on the table this is uh this is more down to to me than james i'm, I'm sure that if james was left to his own devices he may well have uh even completed the first uh, mass effect this week if he had really put his mind to it
0: i mean i didn't game for two days <laughs> so it could have been done yeah possibly. I've, I've,
1: I've been letting the team down this time uh you know we've been making kind of baby steps so I'm, I'm definitely you say that's... that bro you had families
0: <laughs> you had family over and things like that so it's, it's understandable
1: I'm holding things behind a little bit this week, but I am hoping to dedicate a bit more time uh, in the coming days and uh, certainly uh, the days before the podcast to get a bit more time in on this. So uh, hoping to sort of cover a bit more ground next week.
0: Exactly. And be sure to tune into to twitch.tv forward slash hoodafunk for the continued adventures of Gillian Shepherd. So with that sort of cliffhanger at the end of the first session of Completionist Corner, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks again for listening. If you've made it this far, we really appreciate it. And uh, if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, you can, as always, find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts by searching for Total Pod Mode. We also post regular video content of our playthroughs, stream highlights, as well as the podcast on our YouTube channel, Total Pod Mode.
1: You can also find us on Twitter by searching for
0: at Total or one word.
1: And whilst you're there you can find
0: me at MrBames and I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash MrBames underscore TPM.
1: And you can find me at Hudafunk on Twitter and I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash hoodafunk.
0: And be sure to keep an eye out for at least one of us streaming this week. It'll probably be Will. Like, let's <laughs> be real. It's, it's a, <laughs> yeah, and like, all
1: it's probably gonna
0: be yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no so once again thanks very much listeners
1: thank you listeners we love you we appreciate we you
0: do. yeah i've got to say i think we now have um, listeners in every single continent as well so thank you very much we see you <laughs> so with that thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again next week take care everyone
1: bye, bye.